Thank you so much for your presence today. A wonderful number here to start off our new year, new church year, with a house full of guests. And so I will say to all of you who are guests, if you don't have a church home, we'd be happy for you to sit down here with us until God leads you uh, somewhere else. So, so good to have you today. If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to the Gospel of Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew chapter 2, beginning with verse 13. And when they were departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared unto Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, and take the young child and his mother, and flee into Egypt, and be there until I bring thee word. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed into Egypt. And was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, and that's in Hosea, saying, Out of Egypt have I called my son. Then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked by the wise men, was exceedingly wrought, and sent forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem, and in all the coast thereof from two years old and under, according to the time when he had diligently inquired of the wise men. Then was fulfilled that which was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet, saying, In Ramah was there a voice heard, lamentations, and weeping, and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children, and would not be comforted, because they are not. But when Herod was dead... Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Arise, and take the young child and his mother, and go into the land of Israel. For they are, de- for they are dead which sought the young child's life. And he arose, and took the young child and his mother, and came into the land of Israel. And when he had heard that Arletius did reign in Judea in the room of his father Herod. He was afraid to go thither. Notwithstanding, being warned of God in a dream, he turned aside into the parts of Galilee. And he came and dwelt in the city called Nazareth, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet. He shall be called a Nazarene. Father, thank you for the privilege to be in your house. Thank you for the privilege to share your word now. And God, I pray that you speak to our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I don't know about you. I, I know that in our household, we'll, we're getting close to hopefully ready to settle down. Um, it's been one party after another. One cooking and buying and selling and gifts wrapping and opening. And we're still not done. Lord willing, we'll get done today. Um, but it has been a time. And when I looked at this scripture, I think about why does life have to be so complicated? Here we have Bradley, Chastity, and little Landon. Well, hey, he won't remember any of this. But he's being cared for. And I thought about Mary and Joseph and, and baby Jesus. I mean, why did things have to be so complicated in, in the early years of of brand new baby, knowing it was the Son of God. And, and then all these things have to happen and come about. 
You know what we call it? We call it problems. God calls it His will. His will. You know something? When I think about the will of God, it's not always easy. And if any of you have attempted to follow God's will, you know yourself, it is not easy. But we call it God's will. And as a Christian, we should be seeking to find out what the will of God is and then do the will of God. As the scripture said, he t- the, the angel said, I want you to go to Egypt. He gets to Egypt and says, I want you to go to the land of Israel. Then I want you to get up and go into the parts of Galilee. And I want you to also leave there and end up in Nazareth. I mean, it was constant travel. Uh, I tried to look on the map to see, I mean, within 100, 150, 200 miles or more. Probably more, I don't know. But it wouldn't be nothing for us today to hop in our car and drive down to Atlanta and then go on into Birmingham. And then I want you in Greenville, South Carolina. And then I want you in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And by the way, I want you to end up back in Westminster. It wouldn't be nothing. I mean, sometimes people would just hop on a plane and zip, 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 and we're here. And yet you get to airports and it's complicated. You got to do this. You got to do that. Get your luggage marked. And only why does life have to be that way? Well, if we're seeking God's will, you can expect complications because, as we see in the scripture here, the devil had a lot to do with what was going on. But he didn't realize that he was just helping God's will out. You know, sometimes we think, well, all this bad stuff's happened. What good is it? Well, this is the first day of 2017. I have no idea what this year will hold, and neither do you. But one thing for sure, God is in control. He has it in his hands. He has the whole world in his hands. And so we rejoice to know that. And I just simply thought about, well, you know, home for the holidays. You know, all of our crowd has been home for the holidays. And um, we've had grandkids more than one night. And uh, land, bless her heart, I'm afraid she's going to wear the vacuum cleaner and the broom out. I said, listen, no use to trying to clean up because they're going to come and mess up again. And uh, uh, we had some folks and they was worried about their babies going to mess up. So I said, hey, don't worry about the house. I said, we built the house. If it gets broke or skint or scuffed, we'll fix it. Don't fret over. We live here. Now think about Joseph. Hey, he was, a, he was the provider. And everywhere he went, I mean, he had to take care not only of Mary now, but baby Jesus. He had to see to it that things were lined up and in order for him. But can you imagine him going to Mary and say, hey, I had another dream last night. Oh, no, don't, don't tell me we're going to have to move again. <laughs> yeah, we, God wants us to go over here. Why? Well, all I know to tell you is God has said to do it, and that's what we're going to do. I'm going to take care of you and the baby. Well, when I think about being home for the holidays, this situation that we've just read about, it's a fact of satanic hatred. Herod hated to be ta- his throne to be taken. And as he uh, found out and figured out that the wise man had made a fool out of him, he said, I'll, get, I'll take care of this, and had all the babies two years and younger killed. Can you imagine? Had them all killed. That's nothing but satanic hatred. If we have that in our world today, <clears throat> Satan is real. And he wants to kill, steal, and destroy. Sometimes 
We may feel that way. You see, Herod was jealous. Jealousy is a horrible thing. Jealousy. You know, I've been trying to pastor since, well, it started in late 76, 78, 79. I've never, ever been jealous of this spot. If a person tells me that God's called them to preach and they give evidence and I've talked with them, hey, I have no problem. I've never fretted over somebody is going to get better or be better than you and they're going to want them instead of you. Wonderful. Never, ever been jealous. But Herod was jealous. He was afraid somebody was going to come in and take control. He attempted to kill Jesus. Well, that didn't work. But you know, when I think about the word kill... You don't have to necessarily take a weapon. You can kill people mentally. You can kill people spiritually just by words. Words can kill. And we don't need to be that way. Herod, he he tried to destroy all the male babies in Bethlehem. I'm satisfied he didn't. Those may have ran and hid. But I'm going to tell you something. Herod was a tool in the hands of Satan. Now, just because we're saved, that don't mean the devil doesn't mess with us, okay? It, it means, hey, we can be attacked by Satan anytime. The only part about this thing standing in front of you today is my soul is saved by the blood of Jesus. And hopefully for the Holy Spirit of God guides these eyes, this mouth, these ears, these tongues, these hands, these feet. But sometimes they all get out of line and become complicated. And it creates troubles and it creates problems. It's a satanic hatredness that's in our world today. Just flashing on the news back just weeks ago and months ago, all the rioting going on and, and the police being attacked. I mean, where did respect go? Where, where is respect? I mean, hey, I, I recall the first blue light that ever got behind me. And it wasn't at Walmart. And it wasn't at Kmart. I was on my motorcycle, and I, he pulled me over, and I, I pulled over, and he was, we would classify him as a smart aleck, but, you know, I was nice, I was kind, because I didn't want to go to jail. <laughs> hey, he said, you crossed over the center line back yonder. I said, yeah, I did. He said, I'm just going to give you a warning now. You need to be careful, okay? And it was over with, but that's what, that was the beginning of my blue light specials. I've had, I've had many since then, but, hey, I respect the law. When the blue light comes on, you're supposed to stop. If you don't, it's satanic hatredness that you have for whatever's doing the blue light behind you. I don't want to be like Herod and think, hey, everything's got to go my way. I'm going to control this and that. We think about that. That's horrible. I mean, Joseph, he just wanted what was best for his wife and his baby. Second thing, we, we not only found the fact of satanic hatredness in the scripture here, but it's also a fact of divine protection. Troubles may come, and they will. <clears throat> but God's going to provide protection. Verse 13 talks about Joseph's dream. Hey, he was so close to God, he didn't say, well, maybe it's not true. He listened in the dream. The angel came. Hey, he had that dream. And then the angel 
God sent an angel to back it up. Joseph's dream was important. Joseph's obedience, we find in 14, when he woke up, he obeyed what the dream had said. You know, obedience is not always easy. Being obedient to the Lord is tough sometimes. And you may have family say, are you sure? Are you sure? The only ain't I have left when we were getting ready to move from Anderson County, Pierce Town into Oconee County, Earl's Grove. She said, are you sure? I said, yes, ma'am, I'm sure. She taught me in Sunday school. She taught me since I was a little baby. Are you sure? Yes, ma'am, I'm sure. I'm still sure today, okay? I'm still sure today. I know where I'm supposed to be. A divine appointment. Joseph had a divine appointment at every one of these places that God sent him. Why? Only God knows. It's not for you and I to know all the details, but just obey the Lord because he's going to give us divine protection. Well, we see there in the scripture also, Joseph uh, continued to depend upon God. He knew God was going to supply his need. The Bible says that the, that the Lord Jesus will supply all of our needs, I didn't say wants, all of our needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. But if you don't know him in a personal way, he can't do that. The only thing he's ready to provide for you if you're lost is salvation. Salvation in Jesus. Being saved is important. Hey, we are one step away from leaving this world. We are one heartbeat away from leaving this world. And don't think, well, if I go to hell, I'll, I'll burn up like a stick of wood and it be over with. No, it will just be beginning. If you're lost, hell awaits you. The Bible says that, that the devils in hell rise up when a soul is cast into hell. Rises up. Can you imagine? We're glad you're here. Hey, what about heaven? The Bible says that the angels in heaven rejoice when one sinner comes to repentance. They rejoice. And can you imagine when, they, when, these, when we pass from this life to the next, the joy that takes place in heaven, being with some of our family that has gone on before. Well, God's going to protect us. He's done promised he would. So we see in the scripture here, not only this satanic hatredness and divine protection, but also is a fact, according to scripture here, of fulfilled prophecy. Verse 15 says, And was there until the death of Herod that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt have I called my son. That's Hosea chapter 11, verse 1. And Hosea knew about this. You see, it's amazing. People say, well, we just go by the New Testament. Well, it's wonderful if you back up in the Old Testament and see these prophets that that prophesied all this stuff. And then to read in the New Testament how it all come together. He put it all together. Um, verse 18 is from Jeremiah 31, 5, which says, Rachel died in childbirth. Her sons were carried away captive by the Assyrians. It is said that Rachel wept for her children. Rightfully so. No telling how many tears Mary shed for her baby. Can you imagine all of you mothers in here, I can't imagine because I'm not a mother, okay? But can you imagine your only son hanging on a cross, dying for the world? No telling how many tears Mary shed on that day. When we think about that, you know, that uh, 
Verse 23 is from Isaiah 11, um, 11, 1. It says, And he came and dwelt in a city called Nazareth, that it might be fulfilled. Again, it was spoken by the prophet Isaiah, He shall be called a Nazarene. Um, there shall come one forth, the Bible says, out of the stem of Jesse, a generation after another generation, the branch shall grow out of his roots. One generation after another. I love to look at photographs, way old photographs. I didn't know either granddaddy and one grandmother, but I have pictures of them. And I wonder, you know, what did they look like when they died? The Bible says that we will know each other in heaven as we are known. Well, I didn't know my granddaddies. So can you imagine me getting there and say, hey, I'm your granddaddy. I can't imagine. I just cannot imagine what awaits us. The Bible says, if we love God. A last thing. It's a fact of, of lonely rejection. You see, here, here's Joseph and Mary and the baby. They're traveling. They travel by themselves. As you see, the first stop there in Bethlehem, they didn't even have room for them. So it was just pillar to post. On and on you go. In fact, you could say Mary and Joseph and Jesus was homeless. In fact, Jesus, when he grew up, became a man. He said, the foxes have holes, the birds have nests, but I don't have anywhere to lay my head. He was homeless. Hey, he's still homeless today in the fact he wants to come and live in your heart and mind. That's where he wants to live, in your heart and mind. Don't allow Jesus to be homeless. Invite him into your heart while you have an opportunity, while you have a chance, because there's coming a day when we can't work anymore. There's coming a night when we will not rest anymore. There's coming a day when all the tears, all the sorrow, all the suffering, the death will be past, and we'll be in heaven with the Lord if we know him. Sometime we feel rejected. Sometimes we feel left out. But I want to tell you something. God knows your heart. He knows my heart. When I think about 2017 and what it's going to bring, and hey, again, I have no idea. But here's what I want to be. I want to be faithful to God in 2017. I want to be faithful to Him. I want to be friendly to people. I don't have to know them. But to go up and speak to them, tell them who I am and, and, and be friendly to people. I want to do that. I want to be very familiar with his words. So when somebody asks me something, hopefully I can give them a Bible answer, okay? I want to be able to face problems that I'm going to have. And I know that I can through the blessed Holy Spirit of God. I don't want to falter. I want to remain committed to the Lord, committed to him. I want to be able to have a feeling for the lost, to love the lost, hate the sin, but love the lost. And I want to be able to fight for what I believe, and I believe the word of God. And I need to stand on it and stand up for it, speak up for it. Preach up for it. Fight for it. And I want to be able to fulfill my calling. Think about Joseph and Mary and baby Jesus being homeless. 
If he lives in your heart, then you have taken him out of his homeless into your heart. But if you don't know him, hey, in your eyes, and your mind, you have made him homeless. And he wants to come in. He said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens up his heart, I will come in and live with you forever. Can you imagine living with us forever? And then one day we are going to see him. Bible says we're going to see him face to face. We're going to hear him say, as a Christian, enter into the joys of thy life. Or as a lost person, depart from me. I never knew you. May God bless you today in this, this new year that we have. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you. Thank you for the privilege to call you our Father. Thank you for the privilege you've given us today to be in your house. And Lord, I just want to thank you for the guests that are in the house today. For whatever reason they have come, Lord, I pray that you'd bless them today. And I pray that if they're looking for a church home, Lord, that they give us a chance. Lord, if there's any lost in here, I pray that they would give Jesus a home to live in today. And we'll thank you and praise you, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Brother, what do we